0: Hey, welcome to the Saints Church podcast. We are so happy to have you tune in for another incredible sermon. Let's tune in together. Hello, Saints Church. My name is Desiree, and it is my absolute delight to be sharing with you today. Now, I want to take a moment and just say Happy Mother's Day. It's a special day day today. It's Mother's Day, and we just want to take a moment to uh, recognize all of the moms watching, um, all of the uh, women who play a role as a mom in our lives. We just want to take a moment to honor you and to recognize you and, and just to tell you how much we love you. So, happy Mother's Day. Um, Now, I'm a mom. I'm a mom to two amazing boys. I have uh, an eight-year-old whose name is Everett and a six-year-old, and his name is Kingston. And they are just my absolute treasures. I love them to pieces. Um, Now, while I would have to admit that the actual birthing part... Of motherhood um, was not exactly it wasn't exactly fun and enjoyable Um, what I can say with absolute and complete certainty is that the greatest joy of my life was bringing life into the world was bringing their lives into the world and there is joy in delivering life and I think we are all in many ways purposed and called to bring forth life. And, uh, and that's because we're made in the image of God, the original bearer of life. Genesis 1.1, we know it. It says this, it says, "'In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. "'The earth was formless and empty, "'and darkness covered the deep waters, "'and the Spirit of God was hovering "'over the surface of the waters.'" Then God said, let there be light. And he proceeded to speak things into existence. He began to speak life into existence out of the darkness. Now we're going to jump ahead to the New Testament, to John 1.1. And this is basically... A recap of Genesis 1-1, except we're putting emphasis on the presence of Jesus and the fact that he was there in the beginning. And it says, in the beginning, the word, Jesus, already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything. So powerful. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Amen? I love that last portion, but in the Passion Translation, where instead of saying the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it, it says the light that bursts through gloom. I love the way that that's phrased, bursts through gloom. When God speaks, he brings life. He births life. It bursts through. The word bursts through the deepest, darkest gloom. In Jesus, we can find hope and life in any and every situation and circumstance because he is Hope and life, and he speaks hope and life. Over the last number of weeks, we've been talking about the anatomy of a saint. What does it mean to be a saint? What, what is, how are we defined by that statement, saint? Again, it comes from the Latin word sanctus, rooted in the Greek meaning holy, set apart in Scripture known as those who were in Christ. And the original Christians didn't use that phrase, Christians. They were called followers of the way. So as followers of the way, that's what we are. As saints, we are followers of the way. As those who follow Jesus one step at a time, let me ask you this question. What are we birthing when we speak? What are you birthing when you speak whether it's in a conversation whether it's in uh, on social media whether it's a post what are you posting whether you're commenting um, whether you're replying to someone what are you bringing forth what are you putting forward is life coming out is it hope is it peace Uh, is it patience Uh, does it reflect a confidence in jesus or is it more rooted in anger or fear, uh, frustration? Is it destructive in nature? What's being birthed out of what you speak right now? Proverbs 18.21 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And honestly, church, I think we have no idea just how powerful our words are. I think we have no idea, to, we, we can't comprehend the power of our words and the power of the word. Now one of my favorite portions of scripture actually comes from the book of Ezekiel. God called this man Ezekiel to be a prophet to Israel at a time when Israel was being rebellious. His people were rebelling. They weren't listening. They weren't being obedient. And God calls this man, Ezekiel, to speak his word to them. And just as an aside, one of the things that I absolutely love about Ezekiel, and it's talked about in chapter 3, is that it tells us that God made him, made Ezekiel, to be as obstinate and hard-hearted as the people of Israel. So basically, this guy was stubborn. He was made to be stubborn in order to speak to a stubborn people. But unlike Israel, Ezekiel was willing to listen to God. He's willing to listen. And then he clung to the word and was stubborn enough to speak that word and believe it. So in chapter 37, this is coming back to my favorite chapter, God takes Ezekiel by the power of the Spirit to a valley full of dry bones. And it seems like, uh, like why are you talking about this? Why are we talking about dry bones, especially on Mother's Day? Come on. Um, It seems like it should be a downer. But actually, this chapter fills me with so much hope and excitement uh, and expectation that that I hope you can see it uh, as we read it. So let's take a look now at Ezekiel chapter 37. We're going to start at verse 1. And it says this it says the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out Then he asked me Son of man can these bones become living people again O oh, sovereign Lord I replied you alone know the answer to that Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but still they had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet. A great army. Amen, church. I just, I get I get super excited about that verse. Picture this with me, okay? Close your eyes if you need to, uh, to get your imagination going. You know, sometimes I think as adults or, or if you're a parent, as parents, it becomes hard for us to, to utilize that imagination that we once had that kind of has grown dormant. Um, so I want you to just use your imagination here for a few minutes. God has allowed... Ezekiel to see, to walk by, to experience, to be put into and have a close encounter with what I can only describe as being encompassed and is surrounded by gloom, doom, death, destruction, and brokenness all around him. Just a valley of bones. That cannot be an encouraging place to be in. That can't be a place where you feel good. That can't be a, fla- a place where you feel confident or, or uh, just feel good. I mean, as a kid, I thought it would be so cool to be a paleontologist. That's someone who um, carefully digs and exhumes dinosaur bones. I'm meticulous. Uh, I, I like tedious So I thought that would be amazing, okay? But there is something different about being surrounded by human bones and knowing what was here and what must have happened. God gave Ezekiel an upfront, up close, and personal view of a valley that was full of death. But here's what gets me excited. The space and place of darkness and gloom was intended to become, and God knew it, he intended it to become a place of opportunity to experience the miraculous. But to see the miraculous, to see those bones come to life, to see the light break through the darkness, to see what was change into what is to what could be, God required something of Ezekiel. He required Ezekiel to prophesy, to speak the word of God over over what he was looking at. Over the impossible, See, God likes to partner with us. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, but he chooses us. He chooses to partner with us. And he likes to partner with us in the speaking and calling of life into existence because it's who he is. We read about it earlier. He is the one who brings life, who speaks life, who births life. And he wants that and has that for us too. He wants us to introduce life and his light into the darkest of places. That's why it's so important for us to walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5 7. God presented Ezekiel with an opportunity to speak based on faith, meaning based on the words that he gave him, the word of God. That's what faith is. It's trusting in the word of God. He gave him this opportunity to speak faith in faith, life, and not on what, it was not based on what he was looking at in the natural. God gave him ample opportunity to see what was in the natural, to see and walk around and feel and be just so encompassed and enclosed in the darkness and in the death that would have been represented by these dry bones. But he gave him opportunity to speak life, knowing what's in the natural, to speak life and to see life come out of that place. To call things out, to call things that are not as if they are, it says that in Romans 4 17. To call things into being, things that don't even exist yet, to call out the impossible, because that's what God does, because that's who he is. And as saints, we are called to speak the word of life into the situations and circumstances around us based not on what we see, but on what God says. Like to Ezekiel, I think God is saying to us, church, he's saying to us, will you speak now to the brokenness and the gloom around you? Will you speak to the dry desert places? Will you speak over those who are in the valley who feel like they are completely, they've been completely taken apart? Every part of their life has been dismantled and taken apart as if like those bones that have been completely taken apart. There's nothing holding them together. Will you speak life to them? Will you speak life? Now, practically speaking, what does this look like? What what are you saying? What are you telling me to do today? Well, I think there are three areas. I believe there are three areas that we need to practice and get real good at speaking life into. And some of these might be easier for you than others. Everyone has a different strength and a different struggle. So, number one. I believe we need to practice and get real good at speaking the word of life into and over ourselves. We need to know who we are and we need to know whose we are. We need to search the word and find the things that God says about us to bolster and strengthen who we are so that we can do all that God has called us to do. And if you need help with that, if you need help finding ideas, you know, I've got a few here for you. Here are some examples. Uh, Out of Esther 4.14, I was made for such a time as this. You know what, church? We are here, and we are in this time, and we are in this season, and it is not an accident. Each and every one of us was put into this time and season for a reason, for such a time as this, because we know who we are and we know whose we are and what we carry to bring life and light into this world right now. We can can be reminded that we are called and we are chosen. We are redeemed by God, Isaiah 43.1. I am loved by God. Remind yourself you are loved by God. If you are struggling with feeling insecure, if you are struggling with depression right now, you need to know you are loved by God. Jeremiah 31.3 says that you need to know that you are gifted and you are talented. 1 Corinthians 12.7 talks about the way he has gifted each and every one of us uniquely. And God has a plan and a purpose for your life, even right now, no matter what it looks like. Jeremiah 29.11 God hasn't given you, this is a big one. This is a big one for me, okay? God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. If you feel right now like you are struggling If you are struggling with your thoughts, if you are struggling with with depression, if you are struggling to cope mentally in this season, if it feels like a dark cloud is over you, you need to know that God has not put a spirit in you that is fearful. He wants to give you power. He wants to birth life in you. He wants to renew you and restore you even now, no matter what the valley, no matter what the circumstances around you look like. And lastly, for this one, God is my place of safety. If I make the Lord my refuge, if I make the Most High my shelter, no evil will conquer me. Amen, church? No plague will come near my home. Psalm 91, we can declare that over our lives and over our homes, okay? We need to be speaking life in and over ourselves, speaking the word over ourselves. Number two, we need to speak the word of life over others, okay? The same thing that I'm saying to do for yourself, we need to do for others, and it seems like in this season, that's becoming a bit of a struggle because there are a lot of different differing opinions, uh, uh, different thoughts and ideas, uh, different uh, goals, different different states and different places and different different state of mind. We're all in a different space. Um, and so, what it looks like right now is that has bred so much uh, a division and disagreement and, and frustration and butting of heads and, and conflict, and, and rather than um, rather than allowing ourselves to to uh, allowing ourselves to to um, be overwhelmed by that and, and even encouraging that, we need to speak life over others speak the word of life over them even if you disagree with them even if you don't agree rather than believing the worst or rather than than hoping the worst or whatever it is we need to speak the best over them and in this time maybe you don't know who needs that encouragement you can ask the holy spirit who needs me to be praying over them right now who needs a word of encouragement right now who needs to know that god is good right now who needs the light and life of christ right now the holy spirit will bring people to your mind i can attest to this there are moments church where 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 people's uh, names or faces will come to my mind and i have learned over time not to ignore that but to take that moment take that pause And pray for that person, or send a message to that person, uh, to reach out to that person, because there's a reason they came to my mind, and there is something that I need to speak into or over them in that moment. And trust me, uh, I've had reports come back that those are timely moments. Those are moments where where life can be renewed and restored, even in the smallest of things. Don't ignore. Those prompts, we need to be speaking life over others. And and let me just add this we need to be speaking life and declaring life over our families right now. Uh, And, you know, as a mom, there's nothing that fills my heart more as well than when someone speaks life over my children. And I get to watch what it does to their precious hearts. I get to watch how someone speaks a timely word, even if it's the smallest of encouragements that just bolsters them, and it gives them that extra mm, that extra oomph that they need to, to do something or to believe something about themselves or to step forward into something or have the courage to do something. It makes all the difference. Can we speak life right now over others? And lastly, number three, can we speak the word of life into and over the situations and circumstances around us? COVID has gone on a long time. We are feeling tired. We are feeling uh, depleted. These are situations around us that honestly kind of feel like dry bones. It feels like we have walked into a place of dryness, uh, of being depleted, of being taken apart. Every part of our lives have been dissected. And, And this is a place where just like Ezekiel We are called to prophesy, to speak to these dry bones, speak to the dark situations that we are facing, get outside of ourselves and start declaring the word of life over this pandemic, amen, over our government. Right now I see so much uh, opinions being shared and there's nothing wrong with sharing your opinion and speaking, speaking up, but here's the thing, if we are speaking up and we are hurling and lashing out and hurling um, thoughts and ideas and and emotions and opinions that are are not actually beneficial, what change is that going to have opposed to speaking life, praying the word, declaring the word over these situations and over these people and over our government how about every time, here's, here's a thought. I don't know if you do this. This is just, uh, you know, every time you drive past a hospital or every time an ambulance goes by you, do we have the, the thought to declare life and to pray as we pass by, to declare the blood of Jesus over those places and over those people? Are, do we declare healing over them? Do we have the foresight to see beyond what's right in front of us to see what else is going around, on around us. Our Hospitals are flooded right now. Our, our, uh, people need healing. People need life. Our doctors need uh, renewed and revived energy. So can we speak life into the things going on around us? Speak life over ourselves, speak life over others, and let's speak life and declare the word of the Lord around the situations and circumstances we are in right now. Speak life, and then we get to stand back and watch what God can do, because it's not us. We are declaring his word so that he can do the work. His word does not return void. It doesn't come back empty. It doesn't come back unused. It doesn't come back unfruitful. Jeremiah 1.12 says it like this. He is actively watching over his word to fulfill it. Actively. He is active in his role. And we have an active role to play in birthing life right now in speaking life right now it's funny there's so much talk about bending the curve we've heard that statement so much over the last year and a bit let's we just need to try harder to bend the curve we just need to do more to bend the curve church i don't know i i, I don't want to just bend the curve i want to break the power of sickness and death that is hanging over us amen Do we believe the word of God? Do we believe that that this sickness and, and this situation does not need to continue? I want to break that power. And to break it, we need to speak God's word of life into and over it right now. When you pray, declare the word of the Lord. Speak it out over whatever or whomever you are praying for. What would happen if all of the saints, if all of those who follow Jesus, if all of those who consider themselves followers of the way right now would join together in unity, in unity, and we started declaring truth and life over our current circumstances. Instead of getting tangled up and distracted, there are so many distractions right now. What would happen if our main focus was to speak truth and life? Oh, but what about this? No, 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 no. My focus is going to be to speak the truth and speak life. I would love to think that that's what we're doing, but honestly, I'm seeing so, so much more of the distractions, the arguments, uh, the fear statements, the, the angry threats, the, the infighting, the, the frustration coming out. I see more of that than I see truth and life being declared, the promises of God being spoken into these situations. And I would really love to see that balance shifted. And I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, exempt from this. I equally am a part of this. I have to constantly now remind myself to speak truth, to speak life. And for some of you, maybe that, that feels like you are then, um, like it's, it's a denial of reality. No, 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 I'm not denying the reality of the situations around us. I am talking about speaking the supernatural into the natural. It's not denying reality, it's speaking truth into that reality because we know the one who made all things And he can change that reality. So church, can we speak the truth today? Can we speak the promises of God today? Can we declare the word of life today over ourselves, over others, and over the situation around us? I think we will see a shift if we can change the way that we speak We can change the way that we speak may we know the word and be stubborn enough just like ezekiel may we know the word and be stubborn enough to cling to it to believe it to speak it to pray it and to declare it amen amen church let's pray let's pray together father I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word that is life. I thank you that everything written in here is for us to speak and to declare as truth over every circumstance, over every situation, over every person. I just pray, Father, that we would be compelled in this season, that we would be drawn to your word, and that it would do and stir something so deeply in our hearts that there would be an expectation that what we speak of your word would come to pass, that there would be an expectation that truth would win out, that there would be an expectation that reality would shift, that the natural would shift, that we would see a turn around in our situation and in our world around us. In Jesus' name, I thank you that you are the way, the truth, the and the life. And so we just come before you now and we thank you for your word. And we ask that you would just continue to stir it in our hearts to declare your truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening in on the Saints Church Podcast. Be sure to tune in next time and enjoy the rest of your day.